Welcome, everybody, to BitPunch Radio, episode 032. Tonight, we are going to be talking about video games. We've got some news. There was a big Apple conference. They brought back all their stuff from five years ago, which is uh, exciting. Uh, And then I think we're going to get back into comics. We're going to be doing a complete uh, spoiler talk on... The Sandman, Volume 1, which is called Preludes and Nocturnes. Uh, that's been something that I've, that's been on like my backlog for a while. And Rich was like, hey, I'm <laughs> wanting to, uh, I'm wanting to read this. And uh, I was like, yeah, uh, I definitely want to read it too. So let's do it. So I think we're going to read that. And I'm pretty sure next episode we're going to cover the second volume because it was pretty bananas. And um, it is indeed bananas. <laughs> so I see that my camera is actually floating a little bit over you. So I'm going to fix this. But hey, while I'm doing that, kicks off, Rich. What have you been up to? Um, I beat a video game. Yes. I, what'd, you, what'd you finish? I beat uh, beat Death's Door. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was I playing that last podcast episode? Let me let me go back and look no. at the old show I notes. I think I. I don't think so. No, I think I had. I think I've beaten that within that two week window. Yeah. So Death Store is a little action adventure game, kind of old school Zelda style. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of got this isometric top down view. Um, you got three little hearts and some magic, and it it's it's one of those games. Are they um, hearts? They're not hearts. They're little little pips. I call them pips. pips. Yeah, that's what you um, kept calling them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's got a really good, um, unique art, art style that I like mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, you're this little crow who goes around and reaps souls, and you kind of work in this little office, and there's this little kind of backstory to it that's, I think, pretty good. Um, but the, the kind of star of that game is just the controls and the way it feels and the way it plays like it plays really well like it's really tight um it's it's hard just but just the right amount yeah. of hard like i i don't even remember if there's any difficulty settings to be honest with you i didn't mess with them i was um, wanting to ask that I, I should i should go back and look but uh like the default setting was like just perfect like just enough where like you know i had to do boss battles more than once um but like not so bad that it's like oh I'm never going to beat this like or mm-hmm. like oh I've got to go back and grind and and level up and do this or that. I I actually I beat the game with only the original four like hearts that you get the four pips. Oh wow! Um, I didn't even get those upgraded because I didn't find enough shrines. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a really good game. I really liked it. Uh, the <laughs> it's got some good humor. Um, and they do some really smart stuff with the secrets in the game. Like as you, it's pretty typical. Like I said, as you go through, you get, um, you know, a fire spell, and then you can burn like spider webs and stuff. And then you get bombs, which can like 
blow like knock down walls so like as you're playing through the game you're kind of metroid kind of seeing all these areas like oh at some point i'm gonna get the thing where i can get over there but i can't right now um but i feel like it does a really good job of when you do go back like making it rewarding and like cool and neat and yeah i i really really like that game we streamed it uh, as part of the little sunday grab bag uh, mm-hmm. we did uh, a few days ago uh who 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 did i fight oh i fought the frog the frog king the frog yeah yeah i didn't beat him on stream i kind of got to him at the end of the stream but i did beat him and finish the rest you text of the me that following day <laughs> yeah <I'm> <laughs> beat that damn beat that damn frog um i think it took me about nine hours to beat okay. um it's not a super long game uh and again it's it's just a really really good game tight controls really good difficulty like the perfect length, like it didn't like wasn't so short that I wanted to be longer or like suit like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like it knows never ends. Right. Um, just just a really tight like overall experience, and I, I just couldn't stop playing it. Like it's all I wanted to play. See, that's um, how I was with like Blaster Master. It's just like mm-hmm. a like a really good solid like eight hour game, and yeah. I while I'm playing these long ass RPGs and stuff, it's nice to break it up every now and then with like a couple of those smaller games you get like a and i do the same thing with books too you know i'm st- I'm still reading oathbringer um but i just like to every now and then just throw in like something small to kind of break up the monotonous of that a little bit so yeah yeah that no, game looks really cool it's it, it uh, is it's it's really good if you have any interest in those games you should play that play that game it's got some mm-hmm. some different weapons and the the enemy types are interesting and you know it, it can get pretty hard, um, but it doesn't punish you. Like when you die, kind of the only punishment is you have to go back to you. Kind of go through these series of doors um, in the game, and you go back to the last door that you went through. Um, Those doors does, take you back to your office, right? Correct. Yeah, you can jump. Yeah. They kind of teleport you through worlds, um, the different levels essentially. Um, but so I I I missed some I missed the beginning of that game. We kind of we kind of jumped in like midstream. I think you were playing through part of the second dungeon. Yep. W- what did the office have to do with it? Like, why is there an office? So you're you're this little crow, and everybody calls him Reaper. And this this kind of bunch of crows they go they essentially go through these doors. Um, and the the Lord of Doors basically created created these doors that can go um into these other like areas. I don't know if they're like other realities or what they are, but the crows go in and basically reap souls. And that's kind of the whole point of it. So the, the crows go in, they get assigned a soul, they go into the door, they get the soul and they come back um, and they turn the soul in. That's like your job. That's, that's what mm-hmm. they do. That's what the crows do. Um, and it's part of this whole, that is the storyline. Like the Lord of Doors um kind of rules over all this and it's this really funny looking character we didn't get to see him in the stream or see i think it's a her in the stream um but that that's the whole game but but the the key that they kind of present in the beginning is um if if you're a crow and you go through a door and you don't come back with your soul you're stuck there right Mm -hmm. and so when in the first door you go through somebody steals your soul that you were going to get and then that kind of starts you down this path of kind of uncovering this bigger mystery about the lord of doors and what's actually going on and how it came to be, uh, which is pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. Who, I got, I got to look this up. Who, who made this? I, I think it's 
Acid Nerve. It's a uh, um, developer digital. Is, am I remembering that right? Let me see. Apparently, here. there's an Avengers episode that's called Death's Door, and that was like the top Bing result. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're using Bing. Um, Probably. Yeah, Devolver Digital is the publisher. Um, the uh, Acid Nerve. Acid Nerve is the developer. So Acid Nerve made another game called Titan Souls that was kind of like a oh, top-down Souls-like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It had a very it, pixelated art style to it. Yes. Yep, yep, they made that game. Um, I have not played that, though. I might now. But no, that's a, yeah. If you if you like action-adventure games, you should play Death Store. It is... Maybe my favorite game that's come out this year. I don't. I don't know. I have to go back and look at like games. What's that came it competing out this year. against? I. I don't know. know. Like nothing. Like <laughs> just been playing old games. So I think we've we've a lot of stuff that's came out this year that at least you and I have had access to just because we don't have a PS5 has been kind of. I don't know. Like like uh your next game on your list here that we played last Thursday on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Was, Back for Blood. It, yeah, so it's it's okay. Um but you you have a lot more like nostalgia for that game than I do cuz I maybe played the first two scenarios of Left for Dead and that's it. I've never touched two. And I think you you know, you had a little bit of a posse that played those games uh, a lot more than I did. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I played. You know, we played Black Back for Blood. We played through like six, like what four or five levels, yeah. um, like a third of the first act, and I think there's four right. acts. It seems pretty long. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't like blow me away. Like it, it seems fine. It's got a lot of systems going on there, and maybe there's there's some obviously it seems to be some depth there, maybe. Um, but like the gameplay didn't didn't give me nostalgia for Left 4 Dead, and and you know what I think that it is, and this is gonna sound really weird, um, but if you've ever played a Valve Source Engine first person shooter, um, there's a very specific feel to those, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like just the way those games feel and like the way the camera is and Left 4 Dead was a source engine first person shooter. Sure. It just had this feel to it and I I can't really explain that any other way than that way. <laughs> <laughs> and this doesn't feel like that. And mm-hmm. I think initially the first thing that I noticed about Back 4 Blood is it has this really weird and kind of oddly aggressive auto aim at least on controller. Like when you when you zoom in to like aim down sights, like you pull down left trigger, it's kind of it's kind of half heartedly pushing you towards something, and then kind of yeah, not all the way. Like it's trying to, it feels like they were trying to kind of not go full Call of Duty. You just pull the left trigger and it just kind of snaps, mm-hmm. like in a Call of Duty campaign. Um, like they were trying to find a happy medium in there, and I I didn't like it like. Like initially, I think, but once I got playing, it kind of went away. Um, I, I don't know. It it really didn't. It didn't grab me and make me think. Oh yeah, this is this is why I liked Left 4 Dead. You know, I think mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead was kind of 
you know, one of the first, like, this is how you make a, like a four person co-op game, you know, back then. Um, I don't know. It, yeah, it kind of stood it's on very its own much, a little it's, bit. Yeah, it's very much like a complete and total, it's that game, like kind of unapologetically that oh, it's yeah. that. Yeah, totally. So I think uh, I've seen some complaints that people don't actually necessarily care for the card system of it. You know, you've got the camp of people that are like, I just want right. to shoot zombies and I don't want to mess with this mechanic. And then you've got people that like it, but then there's also another camp of people that don't like the randomness of it. Um, I know there's some stuff that they need to work on with this game. Uh, they, yeah. um, the so it was just me and you, so we ended up with two bots on our team, and they are not helpful. Uh, they jittered out a lot. They would get stuck in the environment and just kind of like you know freak out there. Yeah. Um, they. Yeah, they're just I don't know. There's 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 some tweaks that need to be done to that game. We didn't get into the card mechanic as much. No, no, um, it kind of introduced us with like 18 minutes of like promotional <laughs> video about their card mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is, yeah, I I, do you, I don't know. You you think we'll play that again? I would like I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to see what the rest of that like if they do anything interesting with the levels, um, you know. Yeah, I'd scenarios. like to maybe get through the first act and yeah. then see what the second act is like. So if we end up streaming some, I don't know, this weekend or something, I think that might be fun to get back to. But yeah, I'm, I don't want to yeah. give up on it yet. I just I would like to see where it goes. So what else? What else you been playing? Uh, I played another. Uh, did another prey stream. Um, I'm I'm still liking that game. I kind of had a rough time with the last stream that I did. Uh, um, I died a Challenging. lot. Uh, that <laughs> game is just hard. Uh, the phantoms in that game will just kill you. I mean, just in two, like two hits, essentially. Like you're just dead, and like health is really hard to find, and like suit armor is hard to find, and. Like, part of that game is, like, you don't have to necessarily, like, fight everything. Like, you can sneak around stuff. But it's, like, some of me, like, you're going to have to deal with one way or the other. So I kind of spent that stream, like, clearing out a bunch of those things and finally kind of figuring out kind of how to deal with them a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But I still want to keep playing that game. I think there's a... That's a unique game that I want to kind of see through to the end. So I'm going to keep plugging away at that. Um, right. The other game I played is called Rift Breaker. It is on Game Pass. It is kind okay. of the new. It's the new hotness, I think. Um, oh, as far I don't as, know anything like, about this. Pe people on Twitter and uh, some people that I that I work with. Um, did you play They Are Billions? Is it called They Are Billions? Mm -mm. Something like that. It's like where you basically. It's not quite tower defense, but you like build a base, and there's like a horde of either zombies or like aliens that attack it. And like waves, almost. That's I think that's what that game is called. There billions, but Rift Breaker is very similar to that, except you're like a mech. You're in like a big mech suit, and you basically build like, you build a base, like you build a headquarters, you build an armory, you build turrets, you build power to the turrets, you mine I've things. I've played games like this. I'm just it, I'm trying to it, think. It's very similar, but like you're trying to like defend against like attacks. 
uh, like it'll be like they're going to attack, like aliens are going to attack in like eight minutes. And so you have like eight minutes to kind of work work your way up and, and, and do these different things. I played it for about 10 minutes um, just because I had beaten Death Death Store and I was like, all right, what's the next thing I want to check out? And I had some people tell me about Rift Breaker. Um, I've heard a couple other podcasts, people like that game quite a bit. Um, so I might play that some more this week and check that out. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, I literally played it for 15 minutes, so don't have much more to say about that. I, I was thinking of Dragon Quest Builders too, mm-hmm. because you, you, you totally build up a base, and you there's there's moments in that game where there are like waves of like goblins and mm. shit that come attack you. So I was like, this there's something I've played recently that kind of does that mechanic, and yeah. it's totally that. It, it seems so. like it's one of those games, like a like a systems game like oh if i build this then i can do this and if i do you know i can mine this two percent faster if i build this thing and Gosh. that it's one of those games you can get kind of sucked into very sure stardew valley or factorio or satisfactory you, pl- you played factorio right no no what was the, you played a game like that i think did you not um no i don't I think thought, so uh, hmm. astroneer is maybe, well, I don't know. Astroneer can know be a little is. bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you play Astroneer? Mm-mm. Oh, dude. No. Astroneer's great. That's on That's on Game Pass, right? Uh it was, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've yeah. got so much on my backlog already. <laughs> <laughs> Just add it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else? What else we got? Uh yeah, I don't have I don't have anything else. Um I wanted to watch some movies this past week, but I just didn't have time. Just work. Yep. It's working away. Work, 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 work. All right. Um, well, for me, okay. Well, so we, I think we'll save Sandman for the end. Like we'll, we'll get through the news and stuff and then we'll, we'll kind of do a clean break that way. If you haven't read it, um, definitely go through and read it. Uh, it's, pretty phenomenal really uh but we'll get into that i haven't really been playing anything new rich um uh what about scarlet nexus yeah so okay so i can talk about that a little bit um so i played a little bit of scarlet nexus with you on stream yep and then i actually ended up it's very anime i ended up restarting the game right um and the reason I did that is because I did a pretty poor job at like explaining that game, but I didn't really understand what I was getting into anyway. It was just something I downloaded and I was like, Hey, let's check this out for like 30 minutes or something. And there were some story beats and I was like, I, I don't really have a lot of time to at, during this stream to consume this. So I'll, right. let's just get through this. I want to show like the, the fighting of it. I've got about, I'm about three hours into this game right now. Um, and I like it. It's it's fun. Um, there's definitely the relationship mechanic where you're like uh, you're doing missions with your group and you're kind of building the relationship with them. But you definitely want to do that because it like unlocks tiers to your powers. Yeah. So typically in a fight, you have um, you have uh, your core like uh, skills that you can fight with. And then you have uh, a person that can join you and they can bring their own 
um, their own like special attacks to it. And it, it's essentially like buffs that you can kind of add on to yourself. But as you build these relationships, you're unlocking like more powerful buffs. Um, has a little bit of that rock, paper, scissors approach where, you know, you can do lightning attacks and stuff like that. And depending on the enemy, um, it might be a good idea to do that. But the game just feels really good. And I've, I've never really been like a Devil May Cry or a Bayonetta mm. person. Um, but I think it's I think it does that. But there's like an open world to it. Uh, you're doing the kind of not so much of an open world, uh, but there's like some open areas that you can go and do like these side missions and stuff. And yes, it's very anime. Um, it's on Game Pass. That came out this year. And there's people that's just like, man, this is one of the funnest games I've ever played. So I was like, obviously, I was like, okay, well, it's on Game Pass. Let me check it out. And I think I'll continue to play that. Uh, yeah. We'll see if it keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah, the, finished... the anime, like the little bit that I saw, like the anime, like cutscenes and like the the style of it and like the tone that it's setting is definitely yeah. being very like heavily targeted, like at a specific group of people. <laughs> like, yes. It knows exactly like the audience it's going for. And it's, yeah. I, I'm not that audience, but like even I can look at it and go, Oh yeah, no, no, this is, this is great. Like this is right. What it's, what it's attempting to do. It's doing well. Right? Yeah. There's a fun game there, right. but it's wrapped around some, what some people would, would say is some anime bullshit, you mm, know? Yeah. Uh, I, I can overlook that. I mean, I'm watching, demon slayer i'm trying that show out again and um did you watch the witcher anime we're gonna watch that this weekend mm, okay because we I, uh so my wife and i we um are wanting to watch season one of the witcher before season two comes out and i was like well we could actually watch that movie first mm-hmm. because it is technically a prequel you know it's yep. vesemir so um we are going to Tackle that hopefully this weekend. Um, maybe we can have some conversations about that after the fact because I hear pretty good things. It's Rotten Tomatoes is like a hundred percent or something. Like it's really good. that's crazy. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's it was up there when I looked anyway. Um, speaking of some anime bullshit, I finished Yakuza Four. Thank goodness. Oh, okay. Um, I, that took me seventeen. That is done in seventeen <laughs> parts. Jesus. All of it can be found on our YouTube. <laughs> For the most part, I really liked that game. But the Yakuza games have um, this issue where... I think it started with two or three where enemies block a lot to oh, okay. an annoying degree. Hmm. And Yakuza 4, its last boss fight it there's four different boss fights so there's there's four characters this is a little bit of a spoiler but there's four characters throughout the game that you kind of play as and then at the end they all kind of meet up and you fight different characters throughout and they're it was just such a pain in the ass and there was i i had to trim <laughs> the last <laughs> part down some yeah just because i was v- getting very frustrated and i was like this is embarrassing so i'm gonna chop all this off because i definitely don't want to leave this in there but it was um just a lot of me trying to 
button mash my way through this and I finally did it once I figured out the actual pattern and what it wanted me to do. But, you know, in Japan, there's no guns. But every now and then, they will bring out enemies that have guns and you don't have a gun. So right. you're fighting yeah. people with guns with your fists and it can be very annoying. <laughs> some people have, some people have like machine guns. And so you're just like running towards them. They blast you down. And I, it's just, I don't know. It's just really annoying. I wish, I wish Yakuza games would not do that. It's yeah. like they fumble, every one of them like fumbles the ending, it seems. Hmm. Like they're, they tell these goofy ass stories and they're fun to play through and they're interesting enough to keep you going. But then the ending is just such a drag and I always like do not look forward to it. Hmm. Um, That's a bummer. I think, so I have been streaming in the mornings. I'm going to take a break. Uh, I'm waiting on Final Fantasy V to come out. There's still like no announcement of that and we're kind of losing the year. You know, they said... Yep. These six games will be out before the end of the year, and then um, we they did one, two, and three, waited a couple months, and then they released four. I figured we would know something by now for five, um, so when that comes out, I'll pick back up and stream it in the morning, but my mornings lately have just been a lot of reading and just kind of relaxing. So Yeah, man. Um, still playing like a dragon. I think I'm on chapter six. There are 16 chapters in that game. Oh, Whoa. I lost you. Uh, nope, sorry. You're good. Um, uh, so that's Yakuza like a dragon. That's the pivot where it's an RPG. I did try to, um, stream that for about 10 minutes Sunday <laughs> yeah. after death's door and, uh, that shit the bed real fast. So, um, due to my upload, just completely tanking, but um, that's a really fun game that came out November of 2020, I think. Yes, last year. So it's still it's still pretty new enough that um, oh yeah, I think a lot of people are are still like watching it on Twitch. It still seems like it's pretty popular, and uh, I'll probably try and stream some of that at some point. But my gosh, it's it's so funny, man! Like yakuza zero roped me in with just how funny that game is and i think like a dragon is just right up there with just the absurdity of it (laughs) um so that's it for gaming um i my wife and i finished ted lasso you seen have you watched that at all nope that's a good show i highly recommend that uh we Got through that show. It was really good. I finished Castlevania. I'm pretty sure I finished Castlevania during our last podcast. Maybe not. Um, but I did finish that. And I picked up Demon Slayer, which is an anime-ass anime that is yep. on Netflix. Um, the movie this year made like half a billion dollars. Right, um, yeah. So it's it's definitely a very popular property. Um, and, you know, the, the show itself is... It's it's interesting. I I have issues where like the anime gets a little too anime. Um <laughs> for instance, like uh just thinking back to like the Pokemon days to see like when people get upset, their mm-hmm. heads grow like extra large, you know, yeah. and you see the the you know, the like yeah. uh the spite the spidey tingle effects coming off of it. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's cheesy. But if you can look past that, there's still a really cool story there. It's dark as fuck, man. Like, mm. and Castlevania was too. 
So I think like I like that. I can get into that. But if there's something a little more childish, like um, I keep looking at Goku down there. I don't know if I could get into that as much uh, anymore. Maybe when my son yeah. starts showing interest, uh, maybe I would try to watch some that I've missed out on. But uh, I will probably continue to uh, uh, play or watch uh, Demon Slayer. It's a pretty good show. And then I started this show called What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. So this is a show on FX. And I have a, a friend, uh, my friend JT from work. He uh, he talked to me about the show a little bit. It's like two seasons on FX, and I think the third season is like dropping now. But it's a it's like an office style show. That's set. I've, I've heard of this before. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about vampires. Okay. And it's it's set in like that mockumentary style. Where there's okay. these three vampires that live together. Well, there's four vampires that live together, and it's just about like their life. They have different, um, like, uh, specialities to them. But okay. dude, it's funny. It's it surprised me that my dad recommended this show to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I'm realizing where I've heard of this. This is this is so the TV is. It, you watch the TV series? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a movie of the same name that was a uh, Takai Watiti, that guy. Oh yeah, Taika he, Watiti. He did, yeah. yeah. He he did a the movie for what he's we an executive producer of the show. Okay, so that's 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 where I've heard about this before. Okay, okay. I didn't see. I didn't know there was a movie. Yep. yep. Well, shit. Now I wonder if I needed to watch the movie. But it seems like uh, the show starts off as like them all introducing each other. So maybe mm. I don't know. But it, it's man, it's so it's stupid, you know. It's just that stupid <laughs> FX style comedy, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think if you know if you're like a, uh, it's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like that dumb style of humor. I I love that shit. Uh, yeah. And you know my my wife, I'm like, hey, what do you think of this show? And she's like, you can watch it. I don't care. But she's laughing, you know, as, as we're watching it. So it's like, okay, I can, <laughs> that's good. Cool. But, uh, movies and stuff. No, I, I haven't watched any movies either. We do want to watch the Witcher movie. Um, but besides that, man, that is, that's it. Dune, Dune comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Dune is tomorrow, right? October 21st. Where are you on that movie? I, I mean, I definitely want to watch that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll definitely yeah. watch it, too. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about that next podcast. But Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure uh, that comes out to, tomorrow. I thought HBO Max movies dropped on Friday. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Fact-checking. Yep, yep, yep. Looks like it might come to theaters tomorrow and then Friday, October 22nd. Oh, okay. HBO Max, yeah. It might come out like on midnight tomorrow or something stupid. Are um, you going to go watch it? I don't know if I'll go watch it. I don't know. I haven't, When's the like, last time you've been, been to a theater? theater? I mean, it's pre-COVID. <laughs> when, when, when did we really? go? Wait, when? Don't when, say that. When, when was Rich, the last time I went to a theater? Do not say fucking... <laughs> uh... What year did Pacific Rim 1 come out? 
Oh my gosh! Wow. No, not that long ago. Um, okay. I took my daughter to see like Frozen Two or something, probably in between there. I was gonna say, I think you've told me recently. Well, not recently, but in the past, I don't know, several years. That was like right before COVID. Um, that's probably the last time I went to a theater. Yeah. God, we we went and seen uh, what was the uh, what was like that um, Pixar movie that dropped in theaters, Onward. Onward, yeah. Oh, we actually movie. went and seen that in theaters, yep. and man, it, it like then shit shut down. Yeah, like, oh yeah, it was, that that was one of the first ones to like go. They're like, no man, here it is, Disney go. Yeah, yeah, Disney plus yeah, yeah. Because we went and seen it in theaters, and it was just like, you know, yep. like a week later, shit starts shutting down. Yep. Um, yep. And then like the week after that, they're like, okay, now it's on Disney plus. Like here, you can still watch it. Just like, geez, but. That that was a good movie. We've seen that a, a handful of times. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna talk about some news, 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 news. Yeah, man, I've got I've got some stuff. I got some things I got to get off my chest here. Um, well, why don't you why don't you let, kick this off then? Let, let's talk about Apple. Okay. Okay. So let so Apple had their what I guess now it's like their October event where they're gonna talk about uh, the new MacBook Pros. So. Uh, I think it was last year, um, Apple came out with that M1-equipped MacBook Pro, the 13-inch. Um, and the M1 chip is their own silicon, uh, no longer Intel-based. And then they didn't upgrade the the actual MacBook Pro, like the 15-inch or the 16-inch or whatever. They left that on Intel. So everybody's waiting around, you know, when are they going to do it? They're going to do it, and it's going to be typical Apple. You know, we did it, and we did it better, right? Um, so this was that event. They, they did some like new AirPods. Nobody gives a shit about any of that. Um, you say that, but I see people wearing those all everywhere. No, that's what I mean. Like it does like, you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to get out of bed. You're going to walk to Best Buy. You're going to give them $179 for the AirPods, regardless of anything about anything like this. Everybody has those things. Like it's, totally innocuous um macbook pros so let's talk about 2015 okay Okay. so in 2015 apple redesigns the macbook pro right and they introduce this thing called the touch bar right Mm -hmm. how how close am i physically to this thing so i have a 2015 macbook pro a 15 inch with a touch bar okay Oh, okay. For whatever reason, it is not within arm's reach. So this, you know, the touch bar is supposed to, they got rid of the function keys. There was no more function keys. You know, this, you know, they, they brought Adobe out and they're like, look, you can. How would I operate OBS? <laughs> you can do all this stuff in, in, with the touch bar. The touch bar is great. Oh, by the way, yeah. we got rid of all the ports. The only ports on this computer are four USB-C Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt ports and then a, a headphone jack. That was it. Right, so that's when dongle life began. So, like mm-hmm. anything you want to plug into this thing, you got to have a fucking dongle that goes to USB C, which nothing at that point in time did. Right? I mean, it was totally ridiculous. Right? Like I can, if I can scoot over here and start pulling dongles out of my desk for <laughs> that I had to have for this fucking thing. Nobody like, wants to see that. Nah, people want to see it. Um, like we got to get like the little blurry thing. 
Um, <laughs> right. So, so you know, I mean, that's that's kind of been the joke about these computers, you know. I mean, th- since 2015, like the Touch Bar is stupid. It was always stupid. The butterfly Apple keyboard. The but yeah, they they actually yeah, I have the original keyboard. They actually, it was so bad. Um, <laughs> It was so bad that I think within a year they replaced the newer models, got new newer keyboards, like Gosh. their refreshes. That thing sucks. Yeah, you literally like to have to pry the keys up because if they get anything underneath them, you're screwed. Um, the so yeah, so 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 that kind of everybody's been waiting for this, right? And so what is they they took away MagSafe? That was when they took away MagSafe. Um, so it plugs in with a USB-C deal. There's no fancy magnets or anything. This is 2015 that I'm talking about here. Um, <laughs> so now they, they so, so they have this this October event. They're like, all right, here we go. You know, here's your 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 new MacBook Pros with the Apple Silicon, right? And we're gonna do a 14-inch and a 16-inch model. Great, totally predictable, right? You know, you know what's and, and they're literally up there saying it this way they're like you know pros pros need um input they need ports so so we decided we're we're gonna bring in you know they're not like we're bringing them back they're like we figured out that we're gonna have an hdmi port on this laptop and you know what else we're gonna have an sd card slot which is the two things that everybody fucking complained about about those damn computers because anybody that does photography needs a has a SD card yeah. video you know That's HDMI all standard is kind on of a, a big fucking, thing yeah. yeah and then like you know and you know what else is really really good that we've kind of figured out with the iPhones MagSafe we're going to yeah we're going to bring that back like they made this like we're smart we we figured we figured this out and it's like no and I, like I saw these like great supercuts of like the tw- the the one that was this week where they're like yeah no we're totally bringing all this back to like flashing back to 2015 and they're like no nah, that's that, all that shit sucks like we figured this out it's better right. now and like they're totally rewalking it back like after I, six years I would have bet large amounts of money that there was absolutely no way they would put an HDMI port on this thing like I was completely and totally shocked that they did this. I mean, bananas. So <laughs> the other hilarious part of this is, I don't know if you've looked at it, like if you looked at the screen, it literally has a notch in it, like an yes. iPhone. It doesn't have Face ID. Why does it have a notch? Other than because. <laughs> There's no reason for that to be there. Like... If you look, it's not even in a usable part of the screen. Like, you can't even use the area that they're gaining you by the notch. It's in the fucking menu. What are they even doing? I, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. It's totally bananas. But so, so now they have an M1 Pro. So what, what happens right? when you have your browser open? And you, are, are your tabs going to go behind that notch? Uh, no, no, that's part of the menu. That's part of the top, the top menu bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's totally like... It's it's kind of reserved for that area, so 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 yeah. Wow. So pre so pre this the pre this keynote they they had just the M1. So in this keynote they announced the M1 Pro, which is you can just call let's just call that an i7, 
and an M1 Max, which is essentially an i9. It's a step up from the Pro. And they had all these stupid graphs that, like, uh, the M1 Pro is 14 times faster at uh, opening up Adobe Photoshop than the M1. It's like, wait, like, how is that quantifiable? What is what is 14%? Like, that whole part was really stupid. Um, but if you... <laughs> If you go, and, and it's like they're shitting on their silicon that you know. I just bought a laptop uh, a month ago. Well, they're yeah. sh- they're up there shitting all over it. Uh, dude, yeah, it's that whole thing was absolutely hilarious because you know here they are, they're finally doing what everybody wanted, and um, and and I'm sure that M1 Pro or the 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 M1 Pro and the M1 Max are going to be great. Like mm-hmm. the, those the the computers with the M1 that are out now, the 13 inch. Uh, MacBook Pro with just the standard M1 are like great. Like I've seen, I know people that have those. Mm-hmm. They get great battery life. They have good performance, and these are supposed to be better. But it's just like so uh, typical Apple. Um, so like a 16-inch of these new ones with an M1 Pro, which is the you know we're just gonna call it i7 for now, um, the kind of middle of the road one now is 24.99 with a terabyte SSD. It's 16 gigs of memory, okay? If, if let's say, you wanted the M1 Max, right, with the new, that's, so that's the new bigger CPU, right? That's, and, and that's a 24-core, so there's different cores you can get in the Max, which is also confusing. Mm-hmm. That's a $3,000 computer. That's bananas. That's with 32 gigs of RAM. By the time you max this thing out, it's like $7,000, which is like totally Apple. Um, I just find it hilarious that they were, they spent a lot of time talking about that in one max, and that's a $3,000 computer. Like, Who is that for? I don't know. And they made a big deal about all the RAM is unified, so they don't, they, it doesn't, like the graphics in it uses the, the, all the RAM. You know, it doesn't have its own dedicated RAM. Um, you know, it's supposed to have better graphics performance for for things like Premiere and uh, After Effects and things like that. It, it's just hilarious that, you know, they they went through in 2015 and took all this shit away. And now in 2021, they're like, no, we're, it took us six years, but we figured out how to make everything better. HDMI port. Bam. Yeah, going back to our roots. Yep, and we they took the touch bar away. I guess I didn't say that. The touch bar is no more. They put the functions keys. Oh back. right. Yeah, yeah. So it's totally gone. Yeah, so it's like it, nothing's new. We went back to six years ago, and like I'm looking at this Verge story that we have pulled up here, and it's like yep. I, I I I know this is an opinion piece, but I would be like, look, this is what you. There's nothing revolutionary. Yeah, there's all the ports. I mean, if you've if you've got a if you're me and you have a 2015 MacBook Pro, right, and you want to stay in that ecosystem, this is a great thing, right? Yeah, you're gonna get a awesome. Those CPUs are gonna be awesome. Like you're gonna get out of dongle hell. Um, no more touch mm-hmm. bar. Like actual keys you can use for something. But it's just, it's just the way they presented it. And right. It's like like the typical. No, we we figured it out. We're gonna take away the headphone port, you know, and like, or, or something like that. It takes courage. That was the meme, right? It takes courage. Uh, 
yeah. courage to bring back an HDMI port. So they announced some new colors for the Mini, the HomePod Mini. Um, do you have any HomePods? No, I think there's, what, seven people that own those? Like, do they? Probably. I mean, in a world where you can, like, walk into a shopping mall and, like, sign a piece they'll of paper you. and they'll they'll literally give you four Google Homes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just walk in and they're like, hey, take this fucking hockey puck You know how many Google in Homes so we, we have in this house that just... That aren't plugged in, because <laughs> we think, have too many already. Yeah, I think I have four in my house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and one in my garage. Yep. Yep. So they announced that. Um, yeah, you brought up the fact that they announced the new uh, AirPods with spatial audio. Yeah. So like the are, new the new standard AirPods look like AirPod Pros or Maxes or whatever they call the fancy AirPods. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's so, got MagSafe charging. So their AirPod Pros actually don't work with their new audio stuff, right? Was that like a thing going? Um, uh, you know what? They've introduced I, like that lossless audio or whatever that Apple branded thing is called. I, and I guess I, they're... I don't remember. Yeah, so they're... They're apparently supposed to be working on new AirPod Pros to work with that. And those things are like 500 and something dollars for a pair that's of the, headphones. That's the Maxes. That's the Max. That's the that's the actual cans. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I was... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's, pros, that's called pros an AirPod the, Pro Max? Yes. No, AirPod Max. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that okay. was the joke of a buddy of mine... Uh, me and me and him at work were kind of watching the the live blog keynote, and they announced that M1 Pro, and then the M1 Max, and then he just looks up at me and he goes, "What if there's going to be an AirPod Pro Max?" And we both went, oh. <laughs> "You know, yeah. like the graphs will be this big, right? The lines will be so much bigger." Yeah, like, I think I think I seen a joke where somebody said that they're getting their naming <laughs> from Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> Yeah, the naming is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, and then they also have a uh, Apple Music um, tier that is four ninety nine. Yeah. So, uh, so the other thing I don't I don't know if you saw um, that must have gotten launched uh, like after this keynote, like when they put the store back alive. Um, <laughs> my, the same friend sent this to me. Uh, this link to this Apple product. Um, I'm gonna hold it up to my to my camera here. I don't know how quickly it's going to um, focus. Uh, if it does or not. No, pull it back. So this maybe. is so this is a oh, this is polishing a Apple, cloth. This is an Apple polishing cloth. And if you look there, it says it's compatible with all my devices. <laughs> <laughs> They want you to pay them $20 for a cloth with an Apple little logo on it. But it's compatible with my devices. It's even got a little green check mark that says it's compatible with all my devices. I can check out right now with Apple Pay. $20 for a cloth. A cloth. I, it's compatible with all of my devices. Why do people eat that shit up? I don't get it. I have it. no idea. I looked at that and I the first I looked at it and I was like, God 
of course it's twenty dollars. Then I looked at that check mark compatible with all your devices, <laughs> and I, all I could think about was like, man, the kid the kid that's coding this app forgot to do like the the hide right. code on that part for this piece. Like that's did not you imagine to be being in QA? Be like, can you <laughs> test this on yeah. all of these real quick? Yes. Just make sure it works on yep. all those screens. Every iPhone. Yep. I'll get my original <laughs> iPhone out. It just won't clean it. It's too old. Yeah. It's been it's been deprecated. Right. It just scratches the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Did you check for the check mark? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. It doesn't say it's compatible. Needs a software update. Oh heck. Polishing cloth 2.0. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Or no, it would have to be named after some mountain range in California somewhere. Monterey. Polishing cloth Monterey. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I think that launches uh, this week or next week, the new Mac OS. I don't have a Mac. so yeah, I do, but it's piled up over here and hasn't been plugged right. in God knows how long. Will it, will, it work? will it run it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I actually don't know. I, I would mm. think so. It's, it's on the latest software. I typically do and usually do update it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, Game Pass continues to just have a banger of a release schedule. Uh, October, they've got all kinds of stuff coming out. Um, I've got this Polygon article up here. Uh, Something that I'm looking forward to playing with you is coming out, so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, So they've... Today's... We're recording this on the 20th, so already you can play Outriders on PC... And then this okay. game called Into Into the Pit. Uh, tomorrow they're going to be releasing Dragon Ball Fighters Z, which in the like fighting game community that seems like that's a pretty solid entry. Yeah, that you can play that in the cloud, so you can technically play that on PC. But that's not coming to Game Pass for PC. That'll only be on console and the cloud. Um, Echo Generation. I'm not sure what that is. Everspace Two. It's a preview. It just looks okay. like space. Um, Age of Empires. Age of Empires 4 comes out the 28th. I'm sure I will be doing some streaming of that game on the 28th. Looking forward to that. Alan Wake's American Nightmare, which I've actually not played that game. Wasn't the biggest Alan Wake fan, but I did finish Alan Wake. Um, console and PC. This game called Backbone. I've seen pictures of it, but I'm not sure what that is. And then Bassmaster Fishing 2022, <laughs> 2022. comes out. Comes out cloud console and PC on October 28th. We're definitely gonna do a stream of that. Oh yeah. Uh, non Guns Doppelganger Edition, and then the Forgotten City. Didn't oh, that's, that's, that's that that's on my list of uh, games that I wanted to try out. Yeah. Well, there so you go. Cool. You don't have to, you cool. don't have to buy it. That's it the Skyrim mod that is a that's a that's the Skyrim mod that got turned into a real game. That's a time loop game. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. October twenty eighth. Uh, then the last thing is just uh, hopeful. Uh, this dropped today that God of War is coming to PC. The twenty eighteen version of the game is coming to PC uh, mm. this January. So it'll be wow. here in a few months. Uh, that game is fantastic, Rich. If you have not Maybe played that, have you, to try you that need out. to pick that up. It's going to be 50 bucks, yeah. so it'll be a little bit cheaper. Um, but it'll have 
DLSS have all the bells and whistles to it. Hey. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what January looks like. Uh, I know I'll be playing Yakuza 5 and probably pick back up on um, on uh, Mass Effect 2 in, mm-hmm. you know, and, well, we'll see what happens in December, but uh, I would I would not mind playing through that game again. That game was really, really fun. So that's all I got. All right. You got anything else? I saw some news and I don't remember what it was. I think, oh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring got delayed like a month, which seems really weird. I, that oh, doesn't month. seem like a game yet. Like, I've not seen much of that game. Um, to delay it a month seems really weird. But yeah, we'll see. Is that, a, went, pe- went, is that a went from January to February? Like, it's not that far away. What's that coming out for? Oh, boy. I don't know. I already closed that tab. Hold on. Uh, That's the that George R. R. Martin um, from mm-hmm. Software, Dark Souls. But we don't want to make Demon Souls and Dark Souls anymore, and we're definitely not going to make Bloodborne because people would want that. Yeah, it <laughs> looks like it's uh, it's it'll be on Steam. So I'm assuming, yeah, Xbox, PlayStation Five, PS4, Xbox One, so everything. The Gambit. Probably no Switch, but. Oh, oh, one one thing about the Switch. Um there is like some crazy deal happening at um GameStop and maybe it's already stopped where they're offering like two hundred plus dollars for your original Switch if you trade it towards a Switch OLED. Mm. So people were getting a Switch OLED for like a hundred and fifty dollars. Which I don't play I play the Switch on my TV. Um I know right. you play it uh like pretty much handheld, but so yep. I wouldn't really get a whole lot of value out of that, but um, still pretty pretty good deal if you can find it, uh, and you've got one, you got an old switch you want to get rid of. So that's all I've got. That is our podcast for this week. But uh, we're going to be talking about um, the Sandman Volume One. Uh, so let's wrap the show up, and then we will get to that. Looking for. The follow us screen here we go. Thank you all so much for watching. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at emails at bitpunch.tech. Uh, we stream to Twitch pretty regularly, not so much lately, um, but that's just because life gets in the way. Uh, you can find us at twitch.tv slash bitpunch. You can follow us on Twitter at bitpunch. You can check out all of our archives uh, at bitpunch or at user slash bitpunch on YouTube. And we do a monthly newsletter that will actually be sent out next Monday, hopefully. Um, you can do the, find that at bitpunch.substack.com. All of these links and more can be found on our website at bitpunch.tech. So go back to the podcast scene. And thank you all so much for watching, listening, subscribing, streaming. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. And we will be back in a few weeks. Stick around if you want to hear our thoughts on Sandman Volume 1. See ya. Outro music. Outro music. (laughs) Eddie Mike or Evan Newton hitting us with his killer beats. Okay. Rich, I'm really happy to get back into comics. Yeah, 
Me too. Me too. And what a comic to start with. Yeah. So I, the, the, when, when you got me into them, this, the Sandman is like, I probably Googled something. I don't know, like comics you should read. And the Sandman yeah. seems to be a pretty, uh, the whole run of it seems to be a pretty well-renowned uh, series. Kind of like up there, it seems like with the Watchmen and, and other those mm-hmm. other big series. Um, so that's why it kind of came to mind. Also Neil Gaiman. So yeah. Uh, so we're going to spoil the shit out of this. Okay. So that mm-hmm. we're only going to be talking. I've only read Preludes and Nocturnes. Yeah, um, which is issues one through eight. Yeah. So actually, I need to grab my iPad because I took some notes. Um. I wanted to, so I read this on Hoopla. I did the digital version. Looks like you're getting the actual uh, paper copies of it. I I read this digital, but I did get uh, volume two, which is Dollhouse. So I have that that I will read. Ew, look at that. Yeah, it's yeah. You picked that up at the library. You want to read that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I. So actually, I don't have that many notes, um, but I just wanted to bring up. So there was a couple forwards written at the beginning of this book, and um, the first one was written by a gentleman named Patrick Rothrus. If you know who that is, he has written the King Killer Chronicle series. Uh, that's two books. Uh, it's supposed to be a trilogy, but he is kind of doing the George R. R. Martin thing where he's kind of taking a substantially long break. Um, uh, maybe a little bit of his writer's block or whatever, but I uh, wish him well. And I think those books are incredible. And I hope that he delivers with the final book in that series, supposed to be called The Doors of Stone or something like that. Um, so he wrote the forward, one of the forwards of this. Uh, several people wrote forwards. He wrote that he experienced his first comic book during a weekend party, which I thought was kind of funny. Which was actually The Dark Knight Returns. That was a a book that I think you should absolutely read. I know we started with The Long Halloween, Mm -hmm. which has actually been made into a two-part animated series that I want to get around to. Um, But The Dark Knight Returns, it's fantastic. It's it's up there in quality with Long Halloween, and um, Year One is a really good one as well. But he wrote that The Sandman changed his life. Now that's a bold ass statement to me. Yeah, that that forward is is pretty um pretty <coughs> intense. I mean, yes. it is it is on another level like of mm-hmm. how much that I don't I'm not familiar with that author, but he very much holds this series in a very high regard. So I'm reading that and I'm like, what the fuck am I about to get into? Yeah. 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 Because you know this is a, that's a that's a bold statement to make. Like this book, this graphic novel, changed your life. And I've read Preludes and Nocturnes, and I don't feel like my life has changed at all. But I will say it was a really fucking great book. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that this goes places. So I don't know how we want to tackle this. Uh, if we just want to kind of start at the top and work our way through it, um, it, I think, I think not, obviously you've read way more comics than me. 
um, the Sandman. This is so. This is in the DC universe, right? So the Sandman is 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 some. I think before Neil Gaiman came along, it he was already somewhat of a character that had been explored somewhat, mm-hmm. and this was kind of DC's way of kind of letting Neil Gaiman yeah. like take a pick a character and just do whatever he wanted. Seemed right. like, um, and so he he picks the Sandman, who is Dream, also I think goes by Morpheus uh, throughout the book. Um, so he's one of I think seven endless. So there's like death, dream, desire. I can't remember the others, um, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of seems like the books are going to revolve around them, um, and they kind of interact in in these weird ways, like within the DC universe, which is I think interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of in a way that like the Marvel characters are now, like interacting with each other, and probably have in the comics for years. But sure, um, just a just a weird. It's weird, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know the, the whole. I didn't know what I was getting into either. I mean, I know Neil Gaiman has a very uh, specific kind of thing he likes to go for, and this is very mm-hmm. much that. Like, this seems like. He didn't have an editor. <laughs> he just got to do whatever he wanted, which is—I mean—that's great. Like he's kind of cool. Pretty, like pretty damn, pretty damn brilliant. Yeah. Um, especially in like a not you know uh, prose kind of traditional novel style. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I I don't know where to start. I guess um, because this book kind of jumps. This this volume one kind of jumps all over the place. Um, it, the, yeah, the first, I feel like the first few issues is very all over the place. And then by issue three or four, it, there's a very, um, concrete kind of goal that, the dream, the main character is kind of working toward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so basically there's this, okay. So you're talking about it being all over the place. How it starts, I actually don't quite remember who starts everything. It's these yeah, so brothers. The, so the beginning of the, um, it's not brothers. Um, the beginning of the book is this cult, right? So this cult, mm-hmm. um, there's this, there's this like doctor that comes along, and and he's got this book or something. I can't, I can't even remember what the book, the book is. It's only referenced in like that first or second issue. Uh, but he gives this book to this cult leader, and this cult is essentially wants to try to trap death, who you know they believe is this personifiable person. And so they, long story short, um, this uh, guy named Burgess, who's the leader of the cult, he sets okay, up this yeah. trap for death, and instead of catching death, he catches Dream, right, who's Morpheus, main character of the book. And they essentially lock him in this big orb, this big sphere. And like once they realize that they didn't get death, they just are like, well, fuck. Like this is a one shot deal. Like, mm-hmm. and so they basically keep him locked in there, like poking and prodding him for, I think it's over 70 years. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't do anything. Like he just sits in there and like basically is like, yeah, I'm not doing anything for you. I'm just going to hang out in here for a while. Um, and so like the, the first couple of books, um, or first couple of, uh, issues, um, it's basically them just trying to get dream to kind of do what they want. Right. And figuring out like, what are they going to do with him? 
and a lot of time passes during during those first two issues. Burgess ends up dying of old age. His son Alex then ends up taking over the cult. Um, he eventually, through some some kind of trickery by Dream, um, Dream is able to essentially nobody's allowed to sleep around him because if they go to sleep, he can enter their dreams even through the mm-hmm. sphere. And one of the guards that's that's uh, near him dreams about a beach and he's able to get his hands on some sand and then that's game over for them, right? So he gets out. He basically um, traps Alex in this like terrible dream for eternity. Ooh, I know. Um, which was really shit. rough. Um, <laughs> and then... So, so when they when they trapped Dream initially, he had kind of three tools, is what they're referred to as. He had his helm, which is like a mm-hmm. helmet. He had his pouch of sand and a ruby, and those were all taken from him when they when they caught him, you know, seventy years ago. So he's kind of been away from his dream world, like his own realm. Um, like hell is a realm, and the dream world is a realm. So he's been away for like seventy years. So the book is kind of him trying to get his stuff back and then coming and seeing all the things that have changed since he's been gone and trying to get, you know, a lot of his power back. That's kind so, of the setup for the book or for the first volume. Right. So, right. So the, the remaining issues are him going through and trying to collect this stuff. Yep. Um, the, the one that stuck out to me the most was him going after the jewel. I thought that entire issue was so well done. It's set in this diner. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's the issue before, uh, the character's name is, uh, Dr. Dr. D, right? Uh, it's Dr. Destiny. Like destiny. Yeah. 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 So, um, he gets it. And then he just goes and hangs out in this diner. Yeah, he breaks out from Arkham. Like, he literally yes. is talking to the Riddler and, like, straight up breaks out of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Which, or no, Scarecrow. Which no- Scarecrow, sorry. Scarecrow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah because Scarecrow shows back up in issue seven or maybe it's issue, yep. maybe it's the last issue, I don't remember. But Yep, yep. Um, it, yeah, I think the Riddler is in it. I feel like he is, yeah. I think I remember, I remember seeing some question marks and stuff, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so Bat so Batman makes an appearance, John Constantine makes an appearance. John Constantine's actually a pretty major character because he's the the one that um that had ended up with the bag of sand. Yep. I really um, I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Uh but going back to this diner, so basically Doctor Destiny is just kinda hanging out in there. And he ends up just, like, fucking with people. Yeah, because he has the ruby. So, yeah, Dr. Destiny ended up with the, his his mother ended up with the ruby, you know, throughout time, through over those 70 years. And uh, it ended up in storage from the, uh, from the Justice League. Like, the Justice League has this fucking, like, storage locker in, like, I don't know, Queens somewhere. Right. Where they keep all this fucking ancient shit. And dreams goes to get dream goes to get the ruby. He gets the ruby, and it's like booby trapped by uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Destiny. And so Doctor Destiny comes along and, and takes it back. And so he's uh, I, I can't remember exactly how it works, but he he can he can manipulate people's dreams dreams and manipulate people using this ruby. Um, and it kind of 
messes with his mind. But yeah, I'll let you kind of get into the diner thing. But that's that's essentially yeah. what he's doing. He's sitting in this diner with all these all these different people, like locals of the, the regulars of the diner, and things go uh, real bad. Bad. Yeah, so essentially, like, he gets to know these people, and, and they start building them up a little bit. They're like, okay, you're getting to know this waitress, and you're getting mm-hmm. to know, uh, uh, is he, he's like a scout or like a talent agent or something like that. Some, some like, big wig type guy. They end up fucking murdering each other. Like, stone yep. cold murder and suicide, and literally this diner just ends up with a bunch of dead bodies. Yep. And then what happens is uh, Sandman, he ends up uh, locating Dr. Destiny. Dr. Destiny ends up trying to use the ruby against him. It breaks. Yeah, he, he intentionally that, breaks the ruby thinking that will kill the Sandman. But it actually just releases the power back to the Sandman. And then the Sandman, I actually am blanking on what happens with Dr. Destiny, I think he actually lets him go. He takes him back uh, to Arkham. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. So uh he doesn't kill him or anything, he just kind of puts him right back. Yeah, it's actually it's actually kind of funny because after after he breaks the ruby and 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 Dream gets his power like all his power back, um he Dr. Destiny, like after he just murdered everybody in this diner and like he was affecting the whole world. Like everybody in the whole like world was having like nightmares and like it was this era, like this this time of ever nobody sleeping and people going nuts. And like after Dream kind of beat him, Doctor Destiny just kind of looks at him and says, "Well, are you gonna kill me or what? Like, <laughs> like what what are we gonna do? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it was this real like nonchalant, and then Dream's like, "No, I'm gonna take you back to the fucking Arkham." It was it wasn't Arkham Asylum. It was like the something something of Arkham City of Arkham mm-hmm. or something. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. So uh, apparently he's a kind of a major character. I did not yeah. know this. Yeah, Doctor Destiny is. Yeah, he was yeah. in the Arrowverse for a little bit even. So mm. yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, so then uh, then what happens? He meets. Uh, who does he meet? Is uh, he meets his sister in the last issue. His sister. Death. Oh, hold on, hold on. So he meets. How does he get the last one? Because he, so he's got his ruby. He's got his bag of sand. Then he has to go over to the helm. Yep, the helm is in hell. How does yeah, he get so, the helm? So he goes to he goes to hell. He meets uh, mm-hmm. Lucifer. Lucifer, who is you know, essentially I, I don't know how it's perceived in the DC universe, but obviously the lead, leader of hell. Um, and he comes to find out that like Lucifer is not the leader of hell anymore. It's like this democratic like there's four leaders of hell now, and like all these demons in hell are like ruling, and it's a total shit show. Yeah. And and <laughs> Dream's like, all right, you know who I know my helm's here. Which one of you guys has it? Which one of you demons has it? And they find out it's this. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these demons, and he has to battle him, and he has to go to this like battle of wits. Um, right. And it's like it's like this riddle. Like I am. It's almost gosh, like you're should... you're you're gaining. It's like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. Like okay, yep. now I'm the universe, and I'm yep. this and this, and it's like well, now I'm a galaxy, and I'm this and yep. this. Yep. And then I think it ends with him saying like I'm hope. Yep. And yeah, the demon couldn't think of anything. 
yeah. to beat that in that battle of wits. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dream wins and basically gets out of hell. Lucifer's, Lucifer was pretty pissed um, that he was able to do so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty wild, man. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's that. That's how he got all three. So yeah, he got the pouch of sand. The pouch of sand. I I really like that John Constantine Constantine issue because uh, mm-hmm. his 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 like girlfriend ended up with it, um, mm-hmm. and some bad things happened to her um, because of the sand. So right. Yeah, his his character and like the way he was written, like he was kind of this kind of snarky, you know, young guy. I I just like that that issue quite a bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that was issue three. So then, uh, following he gets all the stuff back, he ends up meeting his sister, who is Death. Yep. Um, some stuff happens there. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Like it kind of wraps up a certain way. Like he's he is um, actually it it kind of wraps up, but I don't really think I understand where it's going. Like he's wanting to just kind of find himself again. Yeah, so um, yeah, it kind of starts off with him being like kind of depressed, like he's just literally mm-hmm. feeding pigeons. Oh, and I sent you the picture that looked like the Keanu Reeves meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, him like just like super, hanging like out he's next depressed to his sister. He's, he's, he got all his tools back, and like he's, he's kind of like, I don't really know what to do now. You right. know, and, and his sister Death comes along, and her whole thing's like actually kind of funny because she's portrayed as kind of this like punk kind of mm-hmm. hot girl. And like this young soccer kid's like hitting on her and, and she's like, yo, you know, this isn't going to work out. Like, but I'll see you soon. <laughs> right. And then he ends up getting like hit by a car, like right at the end of the, at the end of the issue. Yeah. Um, and like, she, she like talks to people's spirits, like, and then like, uh, then like dream, like a couple of people die. Like he, he kind of walks through the world with her and like, as she's like ushering people into hell. Um, or through through death, I guess it's not necessarily hell, um, but through you know death's door maybe, um, and like dreams, like references, like when she takes people, like he can hear the wings, you know, of either maybe angels or maybe mm-hmm. Lucifer or whoever maybe. Right. Um, but yeah, like dream dream is kind of sulking about like what he's gonna do, and, and death is basically like go 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 see what you've missed. Like you've been locked in here for seventy years. Shit's different like you know you should go check out what's happened um and so i think that's what what's supposed to kind of where it's supposed to go from there yeah so uh so this is being uh they're gonna make a live action show of this on netflix um mm-hmm. i i i have not seen the trailer i like i knew that this was coming I thought it was actually going to be an like an anime style like Castlevania type show. I did not know it was going to be live action. Yep. Um, yep. So that's that's actually pretty exciting. <laughs> when does that when does that hit? So this shows 2021, but then I see that there is a trailer here for 2022. So let me see if I can pull up um looks like some news have been releasing like in the past couple of days. So, uh, it just says it's expected to arrive soon. Mm. Looks like it's been pushed quite a bit. So, 
And I would say they they cast a pretty big person as Lucifer. So they they cast um, Gwendolyn uh, Christie, who is Brianna Tarth from Game of Thrones. She's she's fantastic. Yes. Um, so I'm sure like Lucifer didn't have a big part in in this in at least this first book. Like like she was just in an issue, maybe talked about a little bit, but. Uh, so I'm curious, like, where these books end up going. Uh, right. Yeah. I, th- I think we're going to keep going. I think we are going to uh, try and cover Volume 2 on the next episode. If we get into some sort of rhythm, we want to try to cover a couple. Like, um, that might be a little more ambitious, but uh, I guess we'll see. There's, like, a dozen, right? Oh, man, I think there's... 10 volumes total okay i want to say it's i don't know how many issues there are it's um i was looking at like it, the box set on amazon uh the one oh, day you're gonna was, get like, it absurdly expensive oh okay uh yeah i don't recognize who's playing morpheus um i'm just yeah i think it's a new names. i think it's a new person like a new, oh, a newer good. actor, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe not though. Well, I didn't recognize there, him immediately either, though. Is there anything else we want to add to this? No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get to volume two and kind of see where it goes yeah. from here. I kind of uh, sneak peeked at it a little bit. I didn't want to read it and get <laughs> confused, get ahead yeah. of the game. Um, but uh, I kind of opened the first page here, and it starts in what looks to be Africa. What does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. There's these two people that look like they're in either Africa or the Middle East. Wow. Okay. Who knows what's going to happen here. But I'm I'm excited to read the physical version and and kind of see the art. Mm -hmm. I've, I've not read a graphic novel or a comic this way. So we will see. Yeah, I think you picked a good one to start with. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's it for me. That's it for us. Thank you all so much for watching. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, we'll be back uh, with some more video game talk, Sandman, in a couple weeks. So check us, check that out when we get there. See you all. Bye. Have a good night. Thank you.